Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space so you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podco.com at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast blog access 101 in the how did you hear about podcast Podgo section of the application. Welcome to Blog Access 101 Podcast. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. Special shout out to our sponsor, Hibachi Productions. Use our discount code Blog Access 101 on HibachiProductions.com to get 20% off. All right, welcome back to Blog Access 101. This is episode 36. I'm your host, Young Hibachi. Follow us on social media. At Blog Access 101, subscribe to our podcast by searching Blog Access 101 on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, subscribe, listen, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm here today with my co-hosts Ashley and Asia. What up, yo? What's up? You're how you doing, yo? AJ King in the building. Follow me all day underscore AJ King. Send all your hate mail, all your hate tweets. Oh man! All right, if we're gonna start right into it. Uh, <laughs> The new big three, Dallas. Uh, what do you guys think so far? I'll let Ashley start it off. I think the new look Nets is looking exactly like most people thought they would. Uh, they're, of course, a conglomerate of offensive forces. They can simply score ba- the basketball at a high level, probably the highest level we've ever seen. That's debatable, but it's very high level. And I just want to get a shout out, first of all, to their complimentary pieces like Joe Harris and Jeff Green. Like they're playing well. And when they're playing well, they're dang near hard to beat, impossible to beat in the regular season. Uh, But again, on the other side of the coin, they are simply not good defensively. They let the worst offense in the NBA drop 147 points and they lost to them twice. So, you know, this poor defense I guess it can somewhat be attributed to the lack of chemistry, a lack of practices, and we know they don't have many great defensive players, but I believe in order for them to be a decent defensive team, they're going to have to play defense as a team, which is going to require some team chemistry. So we'll see if that chemistry develops, Uh, but also I think some of it is on the big three. Like, will the big three lead by example defensively? I've seen a lot of teams, star players, lead by example defensively, and that kind of set the tone. So they can do that. I believe this team can get scary, and that will set them apart in the playoffs. But I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen right now. But right now, of course, they're just looking like we thought they were going to look. No, I totally agree with you, Ashley. Um, You know, first of all, I think we have to take a step back and be like, yo, these these are the first three games they've played together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's big to mention that because I've heard a lot of sweeping generalizations about how this cannot possibly work after three games. And I was like, I mean, guys, like they're just learning each other. They're just learning each other's tendencies. Um, you know, this is this is a work in progress. Um, like you said, they're going to have time to build chemistry as the season goes on. They're really going to use the regular season as an extended preseason to try to get everything together. So I think we have to mention that, but yeah, like you said, I mean, they, nobody expected them to be defensive juggernauts. Um, and we all knew they would score points and that's pretty much exactly what it's been the first three games, obviously the second, second game against Cleveland, <clears throat> excuse me, second game against Cleveland, KD set out. So, you know, that was yeah, a little, a little blew my ticket. Yeah. Right. 
yeah, you know, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a miss there. Um, you know, a little bit of a wash um, or the second game KD set out. But again, you know, they're, they're it's going to take time for them to get things together. I have a hard time seeing them being able to get stops in big in big moments in the playoffs. Um, centers are going to eat against them. Um, another reason why Milwaukee probably should play Giannis more at the four and the five because he could probably eat more against uh, uh, Brooklyn's big men in a series. But yeah, they're, they're, they're going to struggle a lot. Um, talked about it the last time I was on here, but you know, they're very much 07 sun centric. Um, I, they don't have, they don't really have the capability. The only guy in the big three who can really, you know, say he's something of a defender is Kevin Durant. He's got the length to do it, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. He's never been a lockdown defender. He's solid in help defense, but I don't think you can put KD on anybody and be like, go get us a stop, lock down their best player. You can't really do that. And you've never really been able to do that with Kevin Durant. So they're just going to struggle a lot. Um, Their best defender might be Joe Harris. And that's something of a problem. So, um, you know, I wonder, I wonder what the strategy is going to be there. I I mentioned this before too, but again, their, their coaching staff is not like, it's not like they have like a Jeff Buzdelic, uh, who was in Houston and, and really got James to buckle down on defense and really was able to, you know, put together a switching strategy to slow down the best team of all time, the Golden State Warriors. So, you know, I, they, they don't have that in Brooklyn. Um, it's it's Steve Nash, it's Mike D'Antoni, it's Amari Stoudemire. They don't have a, a coaching staff that's really going to put together a great scheme. So I'm not really sure how they make that work. Um It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, they're going to score a lot. So I think we should just enjoy it. I, I don't I'm not on the point where I'll say it can't work, though. Um, we haven't seen a team that, you know, is in a top 10 defense win a title. But at the same time, we know that those 07 Suns teams were like a break or two away from winning a championship. So maybe the Nets can make it happen. Uh. Yeah, that was cute, but uh, I definitely think uh, Bruce Brown is the best defender. Um, I like, I'm loving that he's getting more minutes since. I, I'm talking about, I'm, well, I was talking about in their starting five or in in the their closing five. I don't think Bruce Brown is in either one of those lineups. Yeah, that's the problem right there. They, they always need to have a lockdown defender out there because you know Kyrie couldn't cover a cold with Tylenol, and James Harden is not about that life. Uh, you know. Uh, it was kind of strange of them losing their first game against the Cavs. It was a double overtime. It was down most of that entire game. They came back late in the uh, fourth, fourth or overtime. Uh, then what Colin Saxon made like a late layup or something, sitting in the double overtime. Uh, Colin was Colin was out for blood in those two games. So, you know, that was kind of a special moment for him. Yeah, still, uh, uh, that team, that team outside of him, um, they, they shouldn't have lost to that team. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, it shows why they shouldn't got rid of Jared Allen. He barbecued chicken in, in the post both games. Uh, Torian Prince played pretty well, but you know, you had to give up with those players to get a James Harden. Um, and now they're lacking uh, a rim protector. Um, yeah, I heard I heard somebody say uh, they were one big away when they had Jared Allen and then they traded Jared Allen. So imagine where they're at now. Two bigs away, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't understand that. If I would have got rid of a big, it definitely would have been DeAndre. But I know that's one of KD's closer friends, so obviously that wasn't going to happen. Um, but you know, when you want to win championships, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do. Uh, 
Um, and they're obviously oh, you, 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 you're talking to the wrong people. You're talking about Harden and Kyrie and KD. That ain't really their thing. Compromise is not their thing. Oh, man. Well, actually, actually, KD pretty calm, right? He played with Russell Westbrook for plenty of years. That's a hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Don't, do that. Don't do that to Russ. Yeah, look, man, Russ, everywhere he goes, the niggas be terrible. But they find a way to do this. But um, love Russ, though. But, you know, I just think I think they just going to need more time to jail. Um, I, when people were saying Kyrie was going to be a third fiddle, I laughed. I was like, I know that's not happening. I was like, James Harden's going to have to be the third fiddle because he's the last one to get there. So, you know. Just gotta fall in line, and as I as I said, I knew it was gonna happen. And look what we have: James Harden is being really the third option. You just gotta facilitate now. Do y'all think that's gonna last? Like James Harden, he is the third playing third fiddle now. But do you think him playing this, you know, role is gonna actually last for long? Like y'all know James Harden, he don't got no choice. KD gonna still take the bulk of the shots, and Kyrie just gonna tell him, "Look, where I'm the I'm the guy that gets the buckets. You just you just here, just." I I really think point James Harden is the way to go. I think that's their best strategy right now. It's Kyrie playing off the ball. Um, and, you know, Kyrie can still run point when, you know, he's working potentially with a second unit. But when those three guys are on the floor together, it's point James Harden. He, he makes – he's the best decision maker of those three. Um, obviously, he's used to having the ball and pounding the, the hell out of the rock. Um, but he he's great at you know obviously drawing contact, getting to the line, getting inside uh, the paint, um, probing, similar to a Steve Nash back in the day, um, and finding shooters. And I think that's their best there's that's their best shot right now. Um, Kyrie also is better at spotting up for, from three. You can't really play James off the ball a whole lot because he doesn't cut and he's not a great spot up shooter. But I think he, I think he works great as their point guard. I think that's if they they stick to that method, I think they're going places. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I think that James Harden kind of needs to be the facilitator. I just don't know if James Harden, you know, because I feel like he has an ego as well, and you know, he's not pulling up the points that he's used to putting up. I just don't know for him if that's going to work for him. I mean, as a basketball player who's trying to win a championship, he absolutely should do it. But I'm just not quite sure if it's going to last. I mean, all Ky- all Kyrie and Katie got to say to them, I have rings, you don't. So we know how to win. <laughs> so that's why I feel like he has no choice but to play like that. Uh, if he really wants to, he's really serious about winning the championship, like he was saying it. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the biggest thing. If you're really serious about winning, um, which we we never really know about James, um, Buddy supposedly was flying across country every time they had a day off to go to strip clubs. So we don't really know what this dude's priorities are. Um, but if he's really serious about winning, he's got to take the role. He's got to, um, first of all, he's, he's a great facilitator. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't stress that enough. Um, and he's, he just got to take that role. I mean, uh, and it's not like he doesn't get shots. Um, he just might have to, you know, be a little more focused early in games and getting other people involved. But down the stretch, it's not like, James Harden isn't a great option to go get you a bucket or get other people involved when the defense collapsed on him. So, yeah, I we'll see. I, I have I have uh, all three of those guys are are so mercurial in their in their personalities. 
Um, but, you know, I, I have a little bit of faith that James can keep this going and, you know, kind of stay in line, at least for this season. Um, I know KD can do it. KD was the model citizen his first year in Golden State. Um, they went they went on to have the best record in postseason history. Um, Kyrie was able to, you know, sort of stay in line while they were chasing that first ring in Cleveland. I, I think for this season or, or until they win a championship, they can all be committed. But once they win one, that's when I, I think you might see some some real uh, diva stuff going on there from those three because, man, it's, it's got to combust at some point. Most definitely, homie. But uh, let's talk about how my six is real quick. You know, how we've been playing. Uh, shout out Steph, Steph Curry coming back uh, live and well about there. COVID's nothing to play with. Glad he's back on having a career shooting year, um, leading league in three-point uh, percentage. Love it. Uh, Seth know. better. Oh wow, he's better. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know you can talk about the other card, but uh, yeah. So you know, just we've been looking pretty well, man. People have been, been doubting us, talking about how uh, that we were always had chemistry issues and we couldn't play with Embiid and Simmons. And you know, I feel like that trade finally might have like put a fire into Ben Simmons' ass to uh, start playing with some like physicality and aggressive aggression uh dude dude the other the other night when you texted me bro he had 11 uh, points in the fourth quarter oh my <laughs> god the other night when you texted me it was like oh man uh ben simmons is going up and i'm you know i think i was i was watching something and i'm like oh man did i miss something like I, and i checked the box score and this dude had 11 points i was like you gotta be kidding me man and, Bro, um, <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had he had he had eleven in, like well he had nine in the fourth. Though. That's what I was talking about. I was I just like I just like how he like took over the, at, at the end of the game to say you know what we got in B, but shit they paying me money too, so let me do my thing out here. Um, so what, what about so last night? You, what about last night? So, you, so, you didn't see last night? All right, so so my question. To oh, you, oh yeah, now you're gonna talk about last night. Twenty nine and seven player. Come on, man. I like look. I like Ben. I think he might work in some situations. My question to you and to Ashley also, uh, is Ben going to be able to get buckets down the stretch of a big playoff game? That's all I care about with him. I know he can defend a little bit. I know he's got long arms. Um, what else What else is a pro about him? I don't know. He's light-skinned maybe. Um, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, aside from those things, can he get a bucket uh, late in the game and not be a liability uh, just standing in the corner in a playoff series? I, I think I'll, I'll let Rob go after me because I'm sure he has a lot to say. I think that if he's going to do that, he needs to start doing that now. Uh, he has to be active in taking shots when he's open. I mean, if you're a guard, I don't know if you guys talked about this last week, but if you're a guard in the NBA, you need to be able to shoot a wide open shot and he needs to, take those shots so my question to you I mean my answer to you is if he does not start doing that actively now every single game it's just not going to turn on in the playoffs so I, I think in order for them to win one he's going to be able to have to take those shots and he has to start now um I, th- I think he's definitely gonna be able he's gonna be in attack mode in the playoffs um you know Philly fans are ruthless so I think he's tired of hearing the noise everybody saying oh when are you going to turn up for us turn up in the playoffs 
Um, I, th- I think people want him to shoot, but I, I think his best game is, is pushing it on a fast break. And uh, last the last couple of games, that's what he's been doing, just going attacking the rim. And, then he, you know, of course, he finds one of the best facilitators in the league, find an open shooter. Uh, he threw one crazy pass to Seth Curry in, in that uh, the game against the Celtics. I was like, I don't know how he got that shit through. But, uh, you know, that's his game. People want him to shoot more. Um I'm cool with him just getting 16, 10, and 7 or something like that around those numbers. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I really want him to shoot more per se. He just can't be a liability late in games. And I think if you look back um, two two seasons ago, so this, this you know, the bubble series was a bit of a wash. Um, they look so unmotivated, and it's hard to know who was really in it to be there and who just wanted to go home during the bubble. Um, but two seasons ago, you know, in the series against the Raptors, I mean, it, those the final five minutes of every game in that series, it was just like, hold on, why? Hold on, even... hold on bro. No, we're not doing that. That Raptor series was not his fault. We're not going to talk about how Greg Monroe and, and uh, what's that other guy that I couldn't stand just turn the ball over two times back to back. Well, it wasn't it wasn't. His... <sighs> Who's that guy? Oh, James Ennis. Oh, my goodness. I hate that guy. I'm glad there's fault. There's fault to go around to everyone. But the point is he there, there was a point in that series where it was like, why is he on the court? You know, he doesn't have a place on the court. He's just standing in the corner or standing in a place that's clogging up the lane or clogging up Joel Embiid's ability to, you know, have space to roam. Um, It's just, he's he looks lost in the final five minutes of big games because he's not a scoring threat and he's not really a threat to you know defenses don't have to react to him because he can't shoot or they know he won't shoot and so he just he's just out there and I I don't know I again I've advocated that they should have traded him for Harden Um, but I think uh, you know the, the team is obviously going in the right direction like you said, Seth Curry's playing out of his mind. Um, but, you know, they, they just have to – I'll put it this way. Um, I, I was in attendance for what I think is Ben Simmons' best game of his career. I want to say it was game three against the Nets. Uh, I want to say this was uh, two or three seasons ago against the Nets. And he had 30 and 15, um, and he was skying to the bucket and putting tip – tip dunks down every other every other moment and finding open shooters and playing like a madman in transition like you said one of his strengths um, if he can do something like that every game in the postseason that's impressive and that's going to help his team win at the end of the day he also has to be able to you know not be a liability on the court at the end of the game in the postseason I appreciate your statement but just, just know he'll be ready he's about that action boss uh yeah, it's beautiful right now. Number one seed in the East. Uh, people talking about the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, all them guys. Right? Don't see them. Um, there's a reason. There's a reason people still know that the Bucks and the Nets are better. There's a reason. I've been I've been saying for for this past since the season before the season started, it's going to be Boston. Well, I had, I had Philly and Brooklyn, but I changed it. It's definitely going to be Boston and Philly. We always unless we find a way to find each other in the conference semifinals, which I hope we don't because I want to see that. In the Interesting. Conference. Interesting. I mean, we owe them one because they always they always find a way to beat us. Uh, we want all the smoke with them. We're not really worried about Brooklyn. They don't have no big man defender, and B is going to have fifty. Um, 
I still think I still think Brooklyn and Milwaukee will probably emerge as the two best teams. But you know, I will, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out, man. We'll see how it plays out. It's gonna be fun. I think the East is the East is really intriguing this year. Probably more intriguing than the West. I mean, I think we know the Lakers and the Clippers are probably the two best teams in the West. They're probably gonna be you know the height of where the West is at. But East is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. You got four or five good, really good teams over there. You talking about choke Giannis? We ain't worried about him. Oh my goodness gracious! Been to more conference finals than Benjamin. He really he has. But, he, but but has he been to more NBA finals than Benjamin? Oh oh, that's right. They both got zero because he chokes. Uh, <laughs> I I guess man. I if you if you think a two time MVP is choking, that that's great, man. I, I'll take the two time MVP choke. Oh, you talking, about, thing. You talking about two time Euro Euro boy? I I'll, I'm sorry. His only move. I will take the two-time MVP, and I and I will take the the one-time MVP, James Harden, who averages thirty-five a game. Uh, I'm doing that in height. Brooklyn, buddy. <laughs> no, he's not doing that in Brooklyn. No, but he could have done that in Philly, though. I, he would he would have averaged that close worked. to he would have averaged close to 32, 33, 34 if he was in Philly. Definitely wouldn't. Uh, NB gets majority of the touches; it runs through him. Um, oh man! Oh man! Help me out, Ashley. I, I don't know what to do with this man. He's clouded by his six. 42 and 10 last against Celtics and then 33 last night against Detroit. What? Come on. I don't, I don't know what's MVP, going on here. MVP front lane right now. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I love Joe. I love Joel. He's the best player on the Sixers. There's no doubting that. I would say that. But, uh, and shout out to my man Tobias here. You know, I've been talking about him for years. Uh, he's finally showing up. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx him, but, uh, he's been playing pretty well. <laughs> Uh, gotta give it to him. Gotta give it to him. LR was right when he said he played his best years with Doc, and and it really shows right now. Um, so I guess I guess I guess well, I, I I wanted to make one more trade, find a way to get Buddy Hill. I don't know how it's gonna happen without trading anybody from the starting lineup. Uh, but I feel like with one one good score off the bench away from a championship run, and, you know. I, I had us playing the Lakers in the championship before, and I'm sticking to it. Wow! But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see nobody really stop us in the East except for the Celtics. That's the only team I fear in the East. Interesting. Your 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 fear your fear sensors are are off, my brother. Oh, there there are a couple yeah. other there are a couple other teams that, that that I would I would take over the Sixers right now. But you know. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks don't, you know, they fell off. Um, only person I fear in the East outside of KD is Jason Tatum. Um, I feel like he's one of the best scorers in the league. Definitely a dog. You know, he's been that guy since his rookie year. I knew he arrived. I knew he was going to be that bull in, when he played uh, in that conference. Uh, Try to get a conference final against, yeah, conference final against LeBron, and he dunked him in the game seven and stared at him. I said, "Oh yeah, he's about that action." But but Rob, <laughs> but Rob, the way the Celtics folded in the bubble, that doesn't. That doesn't do anything to your confidence in the Celtics. I stopped having confidence in the Celtics when I saw how they folded in the bubble. You know, you know, uh, you know. I, I, I didn't really take the bubble basketball serious. Um, uh, you know, a lot of guys out there playing well above their uh, skill level. Like TJ Warren's going out there, was getting like 40, 40 a night. It's not going to happen normally. Uh, who else is shooting ridiculous? Numbers? Next, next week, can we talk about how Jamal Murray isn't playing nowhere near? Oh, the- I was just about to say his name. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, a lot of the bubble had a lot of these people as pretenders instead of contenders. 
Um, I, part of part of me also looks at Anthony Davis's shooting numbers in the bubble, and it's kind of like uh, we we kind of knew he wasn't a fifty percent three point shooter. Um, so a lot of those numbers were inflated, and I think we knew that back then. I mean, it it was kind of a shooter's heaven. Um, I I still have faith in Jamal because you know he he has big play and big score ability, but no, he's not going to shoot 50% from three. He was a 37% career three point shooter. And then he got to the bubble and started shooting 50% from three. That was insanity. Yeah. It's pretty dope, man. Love that kid though. He's a dog. Another dog, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Take some notes. He's not a dog. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh, man. Just, See, now I really need the Bucks. Know, I really need the Bucks to win a title, man. I, Jack, I feel Jack, I can't Jack, have the Giannis slander. Chat called out uh Donovan Mitchell. He should he needs to do shit to Giannis because he, he needs to say to Giannis. I don't think you had the potential to get it done. Because I mean oh man, oh man. People were saying hey, well, I was like, he was just trying to motivate him. One guy, one guy has a two. One guy has two MVPs and a conference finals appearance. The other guy has none of those accomplishments at all. So, you know, I there's levels to this, as they say, as the brother Meek Mill would say, there's oh. levels to this. I'm sorry. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember when Giannis was checking Tatum that he stopped him. I don't think anybody stops my guy Tatum. He's a bucket. But, you know, uh, Bucks, I, I give him a second round, actually, at least, you know, in the playoffs. Wow. I would like to see I would like to see a Brooklyn uh Brooklyn uh Milwaukee conference finals, but I don't know if the seating is gonna play out that way. Yeah, I don't see I don't know how Indiana is still number two. This this is this is mind boggling to me. Uh well they finna lose now, so that's good. Um but you know they've been playing pretty well too, especially it got rid of Oladipo. I figured he was gonna fold, but you know, my guy Sabonis is is is, is a monster. Love that kid. And NFL report, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, there there's no snow on the ground in Green Bay. Surprising. Uh, this is crazy. All right, well, I took I took I took I took the Packers spread. I ain't worried about it. Uh, <laughs> what's the weather? What's the degrees level out there? All right, but yeah, we're gonna jump right into the next topic. Uh, let me make sure I got his name right. Eric, uh, was it Benemy? I say last Eric Eric B Eric B All right. So if you ever right. if you ever get a chance, by the way, watch the uh gospel according to Mac 30 for 30. Eric B is uh, you know, he's he's featured heavily in that one. So, you know, take a look at it. But he he's a Colorado legend. He's uh, you know, it was a great running back in college, great running back in the league and then uh, has, has gotten under the Andy Reid coaching wing and flourished as an OC. You have to try to figure out how the Eagles didn't go after him. That was crazy. Uh, and then uh, Houston's really doing it. I don't understand how they still don't didn't go after him. And they talking about going after Josh McCown. If they go after Josh McCown, I know for sure that Deshaun Watson days in Houston are over. Yeah. Um, I feel, first of all, I feel bad for, uh, you know, feel really bad for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, the organization has just done everything they can to really sour things on him. They're getting rid of all of his best targets, and then they, you know, say they're going to listen to his uh, advice on hiring a coach and go the complete opposite way. So that's that's first of all. And second of all, you know, there's, there's reports out today that uh, 
Eric Bieniemy is potentially putting a staff together because he thinks he has a chance of getting the Houston job. And, you know, that saddens me because it, it sounds like the Deshaun Watson thing is just over now. And it's like, well, I mean, what's the point if you're Eric Bieniemy um, and you, you know, you're finally getting a chance to be a head coach after all this time waiting, you know, and you go to a situation, you think you're going to have one of the best young QBs in the game and then you get there and he, he's gone. So I, I it, it's sad on both ends, really, if, if Eric does actually get the job. And, um, but you can't blame Deshaun because, you know, they, they've soured things with him. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Uh, Houston, Houston sports as a whole, um, obviously, as you can see, are terrible. Um, don't know what they're doing. Uh, Houston Rockets, pitiful franchise. Uh, Houston Texans, <laughs> terrible organization. <clears throat> And then you well, got a yeah. then you got a cheating baseball team. I'm like, damn, y'all, y'all just can't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they they're going through it for sure. Um, I, I think you know things kind of went south once the Rockets uh, got bought by Tillman Fertitta. I think I think at that point Tillman kind of started to penny pinch um, and really sour things with. Uh, and then obviously you know Daryl Morey with that that China tweet really sent things going left to I think he pretty much had to go at that point so you you feel bad for Rockets fans a little bit but you know I'm I'm a Houston sports nemesis uh in these internet streets so it's been it's been fun to watch for me oh man well Houston did you brother it's a great it's a great city man great city it's a beautiful city beautiful city but you know something about something about Houston sports just watching them lose is is very satisfying to your boy um, but back to EB, um, I think it's, I think it's pretty simple, but you know, EB is great OC. Um, he has orchestrated some of the best offenses we've probably seen in league history. Um, he's worked with a great young QB, um, and really helped develop him. Um, and you know, all you ever hear is how much he's not doing. Meanwhile, a guy like Nick Sirianni, who's never called plays, is now a head coach in Philly. So, you know, it's just there's not there's not enough time to explain how ridiculous it is. But it all comes back to, you know, that R word (laughs) that we that we've been talking about a lot over the last year and a half. Um, Especially it's been talked about, uh, you know, in NFL circles and in their hiring practices. what more can be said, man? The dude deserves a chance. And I hope when he gets it, that he has a chance to uh, actually succeed. Um, so, you know, looking forward to that. But love to hear y'all's take on it. Yeah, you know, um, I just feel like they always they keep preaching this. We need to hire more black coaches. But then, oh, that's a touchdown. We got one of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the same thing. Offensive coordinators in a game. And he hasn't even got an interview yet, let alone a job. I don't know if it's, they're scared that, you know, obviously Kansas City is going to obviously more than likely be in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks if, unless um, Josh Allen pull off a, um, a miracle. And I think it's going to be a close game, but I still think the Chiefs find a way to pull it off. But, you know, maybe they're scared that he might go longer in the playoffs. But I don't – I don't. It's, it's right now we, – we've seen, we've seen Belichick assistants get jobs year after year after year and be, and be trash. Yeah, I just, know, feel, so. I just feel like they can probably at least do a phone interview if they can't do it. Well, obviously nobody's doing person really anyway because of COVID. So I don't know what the holdup is. Um, you know, it would have been nice to see him in Philly. I was glad he was because I didn't want to play against him twice a year. 
But uh, yeah, I definitely don't understand how Houston didn't pull the plug in. I thought that was like a no-brainer. Um, like if they get Josh McCown, it's clearly they don't want to win. And if I'm JJ Watt and they get Josh McCown, I'm asking for a trade out of there. And I'll, I hope I don't bore you, but in this, I've got to stop saying I, I don't like football because the NFL could be my future employer. It's not that I don't like football. I just, just <laughs> like the business side of football. I don't feel qualified to talk about the on-field play. But just kind of coming from a somewhat scholarly perspective, just because this is my research interests and all of that, when it comes to hiring practices of organizations and leagues, you know, just talking about the NFL's efforts, they started to do a little something in 2013 when they created these diversity and inclusion reports would kind of show, you know, the coaching mobility patterns and you know things they should do to improve and all of that then we had the Rooney rule which everybody thought was groundbreaking which it was something good you know it was in the right direction and we've had Rooney rule extensions here and there but still if you look at the results nothing much has changed and you know the NFL and I guess everybody that's connected to them they fail to realize that this is an actual structural issue so it's going to take more than a rule it's going to take real intricacies inside the organizations to actually foster and to promote more diversity when it comes to coaching and the other front office positions which are completely white male dominated as well so in regards to this coach of course I'm not surprised and things like this is going to continue to happen until the NFL begins to actually get to the root of these issues instead of just putting up a bunch of impression management mechanisms, which is saying, hey, we like diversity, but you're not actually doing anything. So I just want to see some actual change and it's going to take a lot for that to happen. So we'll see what happens. That's it. Thanks for my TED talk. I don't want to talk too much about that. <laughs> hey man, yeah, I, I think I think it's not a whole lot that, that, that can be said. I mean, we see what's going on and people just don't care enough and the owners in the NFL certainly don't care enough. And they're going to hire the good old boys that they want to hire. Yes, yeah, sadly. And then we're talking about, yeah, we need more diversity. But you're not doing really much action for diversity. Um, when I see my guy, Anthony Lynn, I don't know why they're charging her rid of him. He actually, what they want on, like a four-game win streak towards the end of the season? Because uh, they can't, they can't let they can't let a black coach have the have the nice shiny toy, uh, the nice shiny uh QB, to, you know they can't let the black coach flourish like that. You know, you know they had to they had to hire somebody else. Definitely, that was the one I thought Eric Bieniemy might get, even though I I didn't want to see him in the AFC West, but I thought EB would have been perfect for, um, for their quarterback situation. But you know, yeah, most definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, and then it's good to see Anthony Lynn's back with the uh, what is it, the uh, Detroit Lions, the offensive coordinator. Glad to see he still got a job. Um, and the Lions are Lions are parting ways with Stafford, so it'll be interesting to see who who their next uh, QB will be. Yeah, the the Lions have mutually parted ways with Matt Stafford. They're going to look to trade him this offseason. So um, it'll be interesting to see who their next QB of the future is going to be. Perhaps they they find somebody in the draft, but Deshaun you know, Watson could be Deshaun could could be Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun is used to domes, so he would he would love it in Detroit. But I remember uh, he said he wanted to go to either Miami or uh, what was the other team? Oh, the Jets. That 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 shocked the hell out of me. I he know. needs to he needs to take himself to the NFC so he has a chance in life. The Chiefs are going to be destroying whoever he plays for for years to come. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it might be this. It might be the time I might go. I'm telling you, man. The Bills ain't no joke. Uh, speaking of which, what are your picks, man? Let's let's get these uh conference title games, NFL Final Four picks, and uh, especially before a Rod starts to uh, choke it up against the Bucks. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. I'm definitely. <laughs> Go ahead. You got it. Hold on. Uh, I'm definitely taking the Packers. I had to, what it took with this, I did a little teaser drama. I'm definitely taking the Packers and win. And I'm going to go on the limb and say the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yep. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in complete reverse of that. I've, well, look, I've been on Bucks Chiefs all year. You know that. I've been saying that on this podcast all season. Um, Bucks Chiefs seems right to me. It seems like a great matchup. Obviously, you have the greatest quarterback of all time against the guy who's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done. So, you know, I I, I think that's obviously a dream matchup. But um, I said it all year. The Bucks are going to click at the right time. Uh, Brady looks like he's clicking at the right time. Their defense is built to stop a team like Green Bay. Uh, great on all three levels. Um, so twenty first. I got the Bucks. <laughs> like I said, they're gonna click at the right time. And, uh, <laughs> it's it sure looks like they're clicking. I know you're watching the game that I'm watching. Uh, yeah, they um, run pretty well. You know, Aaron Rodgers is soon gonna get a pass now too. Um, um, so I got I got Bucks, and then I mean the the Chiefs. I think if Chad Henney was starting, I would understand your Buffalo Bills pick. But Patrick Mahomes is starting and he's healthy. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is active and playing. Um, I don't see I don't see a world where the Buffalo goes into Kansas City and wins an AFC Championship game. I could absolutely be wrong. Um, the Chiefs have played so many tight games, and everybody's been talking about how it's a crime that they don't win games by a million points. Um, maybe those people are right, or maybe. Uh, the Chiefs are just built like that, and they win. They win games. A win is a win is a win, and they've won 15 of them so far this season. So, um, win 16 should be on the way. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is healthy, and the Chiefs have weapons all over the field. I don't see a way they lose, um, and that Chiefs defense is way too underrated. So, Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. I've been on that all season, and we're we'll see if it comes to fruition at the end of day it doesn't happen today buddy yeah (laughs) that was a great series Aaron Rodgers did right there he really sliced up the Buccaneers defense on that first drive really sliced them up he ain't worried about it man but he's got to get his feet right man so oh okay yeah man he's he's at home is he okay does he know he know how to play in the cold I thought he was supposed to be everything that's what people told me Aaron Rodgers is doing everything with no talent that's what they tell me hey man on the first quarter, brother. Relax. Take it easy. (laughs) (sighs) All right, y'all. Y'all be easy, man. All right, brother. Be easy. All right. I'm out. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. Also follow us on the podcast. I'm searching Blog Access 101 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all uh, podcast platforms and on Apple Podcasts, make sure you listen or subscribe, listen, and write a review. Thank you.